You know, when I go to the notepad, remember, you're always in trouble uh, on this one. But uh, this is actually a very different homily than uh, you're probably accustomed to uh, from me. Because I couldn't figure out a way around this. Our readings are all about spiritual leaders, uh, the priests. And so, in a sense, this homily is to all the priests here at church today. Uh, and it just got awkward. Uh, but all kidding aside, uh, from early in my priesthood, this cycle of readings I've used as a gauge. I know I'll stand in judgment before the Lord one day, and I know the only way I'll be able to enter heaven is through the mercy and goodness of our Lord. And, and so this homily is, in a sense, uh, me talking to myself, which happens a lot. It's when I answer me that it gets scary. Uh, but it's also asking you, uh, if you've ever wondered, what do we pray for in terms of priests? Well, our readings give us a pretty clear benchmark of what God wants from his priests. So we, we look at, we'll start with the second reading where St. Paul is uh, talking about his life in Thessalonica, which was a big city uh, back then. And we know Paul lived there for years, uh, establishing a Christian community. And he tells us what happened in those years. And there's a few of them. First, he tried to be a spiritual father to them, uh, to tell them the truth about who they are and who God is. Uh, he tried to make sure, he made sure that he was working hard, uh, that he was giving his all in his work. He fell in love with them, and he never hesitated to tell them how much he loved them. And he prayed for them, in his words, unceasingly. And I'm gonna be honest, Paul seemed pretty good at his job. You know, uh, St. Paul wrote three quarters of the New Testament. If he tells me this is what you should do as a spiritual leader, I'm in. I'm in. And every priest should be in. Work hard. Be faithful. Tell the truth as best you can. Um, pull the rope together. And love the family God has given you and pray for them unceasingly. And so... Pray that us priests do that. In our uh, first reading, God comes out swinging, right? He's angry at his priests, which is, uh, which is the first instance of God being a bishop. Uh, that's just a little piece of trivia for you there. Um, and what's he angry at his priests for? Telling everyone else what to do, but not doing it themselves. Um, and then if we look at the gospel it's even clearer that God's anger is at the priests or the religious leaders who present themselves as having it quite together. And if you people would just do what I say, you'd be fine. There's a lack of humility in the clergy that offended Jesus, and he spoke it. Now, thank God that's not a struggle for me. Uh, the humblest person I know. Um, and Jesus talks about sincerity, right? Sincerity. Um, and sincerity is an interesting word. I think I've told you this before, 
uh, but I'm going to do it again. Uh, it's two words in Latin that we put together, right? Uh, sine, which means without, and cere, which means wax, like candle wax. And it comes from this idea that in Roman culture, they were pagans. Uh, they worshipped dozens of gods. Um, and for each god, uh, they, they would have little wooden statues so that when they prayed, they could look at their, an image of their god. They didn't believe it was god. They believed it was an image of their god, and they would use that for their prayer. So as you can imagine, statue making was a huge occupation in the Roman Empire, but maybe you can also imagine the tools were pretty simple. Huh? The tools to make these and carve these statues were super simple, and it was inevitable that those statues would have mistakes on them. So if you were not a reputable statue dealer, and I wouldn't have been, um, thank you, you, they, you, you dye candle wax, and you fill in all the cracks so it looks like a perfect statue. But then you take that puppy home, and if you've been in Italy in August, you know what I'm talking about. The humidity comes, the heat comes, and all that wax melts. And you see, I paid top dollar for a perfect statue, and I got a really bad one. This was a common phenomenon. So if you were selling a statue to someone that was, this is how I made it, scrapes and scars and all, they would say, this statue is sine cere, it's without wax. Here it is. That's how it looks. And that's what Jesus wants in his religious leaders. That I love him and I love you with my scars. That I don't pretend I'm better than I am. And this has been, for gosh, 12 years, a lot of my prayer uh, when I ask Jesus, help me be a good priest. Yeah? I got a couple benchmarks. One is St. John Vianney. I have a statue of him in my confessional there so that if I ever start to space out, you know, I look up and there's St. John Vianney doing this. Ready? <laughs> you know. But I also have the standards, of course, that Jesus has given. Right here, I need to be sincere. I need to be humble. I need to love you and pray for you every day. I need to make sure that I'm working hard. And I need to make sure that I never present myself as better than you or better than I am. Uh, obviously, if you've ever perceived me failing in those areas, I ask you to forgive me. Obviously, I'm asking you to pray that I embrace God's vision of priesthood. Because everybody has a vision of priesthood. But i got to live it. And I want to make sure that my standards are God's standards, not my own, or not the standards of the crowd. And so you can see, this is a weird homily. You actually don't have to repent on this one. Way to go. <laughs> but I need to repent. And I need to repent every day. And do so with a joyful knowledge that the whole reason God pointed out that sin in me is because he wants to free me. He wants me to be better as I serve him and you. There's a lot going on in the church. And historically, of course, we could point out, well, the church has always been a train wreck. Yeah, always. There's never been a point that I can think of where you can look at the hierarchy of the church and go, those boys got it together. 
yeah? But here's the thing. We all know it now. It's in the news all the time. We have the ability to know three minutes after somebody fails precisely how they failed. And it can get discouraging as a priest. It can beat you down after a while. And one of the things that I do to make sure I am accountable to good people is I'm a part of a priest group. We call it our Emmaus group. And I could tell you why, but it would take too long and not be worth it. Just trust me, it's cool that we call it that. Very cool. We're going to get patches. I did think that was funny, I'll be honest. Uh, but we gather once a month, we go to confession, and then we sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament for an hour in silence. And then we all sit together in a group and we do what we call sharing and accountability. That we have our struggles that the group knows. And we share, this is how I'm doing with this struggle. And sometimes the brothers got to call you out and sometimes they got to hug you. But either way, we make sure that we're not doing this alone. Uh, beyond that, I try to make sure, obviously, I make sure I'm praying every day. If I love you with my love, I've ripped you off. If I share my wisdom with you, you're doomed. Yeah, I am not wise. If I go by my strength, I'm out of gas Tuesday at 9 a.m. I need to make sure that I'm plugged into the source every day and recognize my complete and total dependence on Jesus. I need to make sure I'm repenting of my sins. I'm down to two. Uh, and, and one of them is a complete lack of awareness, apparently. Uh, you know, I, I try to make sure I repent of my sins daily. Search my heart and mind for any traces of pride or of, of uh, fear. Fear's a big one for me. I can be a very fearful person. And all of this, I ask you to pray for me. I so want to be a good priest. I want to be holy, and not holy by my standards, which would be very low, and not holy, I hope this is okay to say, by your standards, but by God's standards, that I am faithful to him. So please, if I may be so bold, pray for me. Pray for me to be humble, to be sincere. Pray that I work hard, and that we pull the rope together. The world is lost. It needs Jesus. They need us on our A game. And it's not going to happen if we're not prayerful people, if we're not humble people, if we're not sincere people. So this is our homily this week, and it's a weird one. Usually I get to tell you guys how much God loves you and how we better all start repenting, yeah? But this is a good reminder, I hope, for all of you that there is a standard we priests are supposed to strive for. And that standard comes from Jesus. And Jesus has given us priests means to meet this mission. And a big one of those is your prayers. I have it written in my, my little prayer journal. And it's at the first page so that I see it every time. And it says, I am completely dependent on the prayers of these people, meaning you. So for those of you who are praying for me, thank you so much. With all of my heart, for those of you who aren't, what were you thinking? Uh, have you met me? Uh, pray for me. Pray for all priests. 
And I know we're supposed to pray for more priests. I don't know. We need better priests. Uh, Jesus used 11 train wrecks of human beings to bring him to the world. But if they understood one thing better than most of us, they understood how much they need Jesus. May that be said of me, and may that be said of every priest you ever meet. Amen? Amen. Okay.